0: Let us not forget that COVID-19 is a gendered crisis.
1: Well, new studies tonight offering statistics that more men are dying due to the coronavirus than women. Based one study data out. coming out of Wuhan, China, that it is males that are significantly more it's likely to die. To and one women's shelters, shelters are still open and counseling services are available, but they're under pressure, trying to practice social distancing while expecting Nurses, demand to rise
0: teachers, as the child carers and early childhood educators aged care workers and cleaners are mostly women. There's a lot of discussion these days about how the novel coronavirus is dividing out between the sexes. Men are dying from the virus at a much higher rate, yet women who represent 70% of global health workers are at a greater risk of contracting this disease while working on the front lines of this pandemic. How are we as a society managing these gender differences during this COVID-19 crisis? Is the burden of elderly and childcare being shared equally between men and women? And what is the impact on domestic workers here in Hong Kong? These are some of the questions we hope to answer in this episode. My name is Marcy Trent-Long. This is Season 8, COVID-19 with HKU. In the next 10 episodes, we'll discuss some of the leading research coming out of the University of Hong Kong about the novel coronavirus. To find out more about the impact on women of the coronavirus pandemic, we decided to talk to Karen Grepin, an associate professor of the School of Public Health at the University of Hong Kong. I am a health economist and a health
1: systems researcher. So I think the first point that I think is worth making is that there are going to be gender differences in terms of how COVID-19 itself affects populations. And while we may be less likely to control, for example, how, you know, whether or not there are biological differences in the way in which the virus itself is affecting people, we definitely have control over the way in which the policies that we develop affect people. And so I'm actually much more interested in the latter question, which is how are the policies that we are introducing uh, affecting men and women differently?
0: Okay. Let's start out with a few statistics first. According to research coming out of Wuhan, China, the mortality of men 75 and older is two times that of women. Some of the reasons, men smoke more than women in China, women also tend to have better immune response systems to disease, and this is an interesting one, women are more likely to wash their hands than men. Public health data like this is critical to eventually lower death rates of infectious diseases. But is gender-specific data being collected now during COVID-19? So, early on in
1: the outbreak, um, there was uh, some effort uh, by the countries that were first affected by the outbreak to present uh, sex-disaggregated data, both in terms of who gets tested who tests positive, who uh, has develops more severe symptoms, and who ultimately dies from the, from the virus. Um, however, in the last couple of weeks, uh, largely because the systems have become very overwhelmed, there's been a move away from reporting those kinds of data. Um, now we're just getting aggregate case
0: counts. Last year, you published research about the Ebola virus disease in Africa, that showed general health services for those not infected declined during the epidemic. What was the impact then on women? My work in West Africa was really looking at the
1: impact of the outbreak and the response to the outbreak in terms of the way in which people use health services. So people may not go and seek health services in the same way as they did previously. And when this is stuff related to, for example, sexual and reproductive health, it can have pretty long-term consequences uh, on both um, women and their children.
0: So how would you approach a gender impact study for COVID-19 differently, provided the sex-disaggregated data was available? So the the current
1: planned study is um, somewhat broader than some of the work that we have done in the past in the context of Ebola. So for example, one of the big um, things that has happened, of course, have been school closures. And in the context in which women provide the vast majority of informal care to children, they're the primary caregivers to children, this means necessarily an increased
0: burden of work um, that's going to fall disproportionately on women. In Hong Kong, schools have been closed since February. But not all countries have uniformly shut down schools. Australia is an interesting case in point where they've decided against school closures. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison explained why on his Facebook page. Closing all schools means hundreds of thousands of parents being at home instead of working in hospitals and supermarkets or many of the other essential services areas. These are the very people that we need working in their fields right now responding to this health crisis. Closing all schools at this time also means elderly grandparents might have to mind the kids, the very people who are most susceptible to the serious illnesses from this virus. So, in Australia, the choice is with the parents as to whether their children attend classes. For many, online schooling at home is fine for secondary students, but monitoring young children while working is more of a challenge. Here in Hong Kong, we're lucky enough to have domestic care workers that can alleviate some of the burden of both child and elderly care. I will admit
1: I'm very lucky in that I have excellent um, help at home right now uh, with, my, with my helper. And I think the fact that many families in Hong Kong do have this arrangement had made it easier for uh, you know the government, for example, to to close schools very early on in the outbreak. It's not true that every household, for example, has a helper. And there is definitely a gradient with regards to income in terms of which families are more likely to have helpers and which ones are not. Um, But I think it also neglects the needs of female domestic workers themselves who are are clearly going to be very disadvantaged and affected by this outbreak. Um, Many of them are being required to work extra hours looking after children who are out of school, for example, um, and they aren't necessarily getting any extra pay. They've been really affected in terms of their ability to move in and out of their their residences, um, you know, employers telling them that they have to stay home or unable to attend their church services. Um, and then finally, they're they're much much more disconnected from their families back home um, where, as we're learning, the outbreaks themselves are starting to really take off. And so places like the Philippines, are are also being affected. And so there's an increased demand on the domestic workers here to supply resources uh, to their families back home. So it's true that we have this, um, many of us have domestic workers, but I think it doesn't solve the problem and,
0: and in many ways creates new ones. The current coronavirus pandemic impacts us all, and both men and women are working countless hours to fight COVID-19. But based on sex disaggregated data, men and women do bear the brunt of this crisis differently. For instance, in Hubei province, home of the initial outbreak in China, 90% of the health workers are women. In France, domestic violence cases against women have jumped 30% since their lockdown began. Patients and sharing the workload of childcare and elderly care together will be important for us as a society to conquer this pandemic and get our lives back to normal again. Hi, this is Christo
1: Wu, the assistant producer for this series. If you want to learn more about this topic, check out the website fightcovid19.hku.hk. It contains the latest research by HKU researchers and professors about the coronavirus. Finally, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer, record a voice memo and send it to us by email to fightcovid 19 hku at gmail.com. Maybe your questions will be answered on one of our upcoming episodes.
0: Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll be back soon.